This is Vietnam's renovation, renovation generation. generation. Sonic portraits of young minds reshaping the country's future. <laughs> For episode 17, we traveled to central Vietnam to meet Chen Văn Nhật. His start in life was very different to most of the renovation generationers. We met him in Hue's town center. Uh, when I was young, my, my mother took me to the cities once, but I don't remember that much. Born in 1991, Nyet grew up in a village of only 300 people outside of Hue. Well, it's a small village and uh, small houses, small streets. The river divides the village into two. It's a peaceful place, and uh, yeah, I all. Since I moved back to here to work, I, I go back to my hometown. I spend my weekend there, go fishing. He would have lived there until university age, but when he was nine, the course of his life changed dramatically. We had another conversation with him on Skype. My father passed away when I was grade uh, three. And then three years later, my mother passed away. So himself and his youngest brother were taken to live in the shelter, a home for orphaned children to live and study in Hue. It's, it was a really hard time for me and for everyone else in the family as well. My, my brother and my sister had to uh, skip school. So we, we can afford me and my younger brother to continue on studying. This is when Yet and his youngest brother spent the rest of their childhood along with 41 other kids from grade 1 to university age. It's like a life that I, I've never, ever imagined that I can have. You know, back at home I don't have anything. I don't know anything. And come to the shelter, I have my own bed. I have people taking care of me. I have friends. I have books and pens. I have everything. I have nice clothes. And I, I go to school that ten times bigger than the, the school I go to from my village. It's like my hometown was Hue and then Hue was like New York. <laughs> but it wasn't all happiness in the shelter. Being older, he can reflect back now on parts of growing up there, which were really difficult. I remember there's a time they built a fence. They built a fence between the, the kids' house and the staff's house. You know, makes the kids think that they came here to live, but not the home. Volunteers coming from around the world for the Vietnam experience. You know, you can learn from them a lot, but it's also a disadvantage for the kids because, yeah, it's it's like you know people come and you get close and then they leave. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. Some of the kids, they spend time with them and they don't care about school. They, you know, they don't study, they don't do anything. The typical teenage exam pressures came in school. My dream was to become an English teacher at the time. But then I failed my, my test and I was, I was so down. I was like, um, I really disappointed. So how did he react to losing his dream future? I left the shelter and I, I, I got a, a job. So, you know, as a waiter and working in hospitality for a couple of years and I think Ooh, lucky, lucky I didn't pass the, the university test. 
He got to live outside Hue in Yachang in Da Nang, meeting and talking to people from all over the world, and of course, becoming fluent in English. Eventually, he came back to Hue because he was missing out on seeing his family. When Hue Airport opened, he became a restaurant manager there, and later he got the opportunity to work where he is at the moment, as an office manager at the NGO which helps the kids at the shelter. Yet, it was part of changes made to the shelter. For example, there is now no more fence, and they only allow long-term volunteers. Aside from that, he sees his role is even more meaningful. I just want to be a role model for the for the kids that now living in the shelter to look up. I also want to show others, you know, show the the shelter staff that, you know, university and and school is not the only way to get you to success. Not all of them are doing good at school, you know. So it doesn't mean that you're not good if you're not doing good at school. You know, they all suffer some things. Just raise them, but not. Listen to them. It's 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 not help. So his career has led him full circle to work with kids like himself who have experienced tragedy too young. Nowadays, he also spends more time in his home village, going back there every weekend to be with his grandmother. I love I love my village because whenever I come back, I feel I feel peaceful. You know, there's not much car, there's not noise. They've been building. There've been construction. There've been changing. So we had a lot of uh, building now back in home. So you know there's company, big company come there. So there, there are some of the village near mine. They are close to the beach, and so some of the companies they go there. They build factory. They raise uh, shrimp, and you know, it, it's changing. As most of our renovation generationers live in the city, we were curious to know if there was a divide between countryside and city life. You know, the the city kids, they 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 get to know everything when they are young, mm-hmm. so they they didn't feel like strange to the world when they get older. But then the village kids, they they live in the village, and you know. They're not having so much you know, exposure, maybe. Yeah, to to know things, and so when it's only when they they pass their the high school test. So if family that have you know uh, good financials, and so they send the kids to the city to study. But but those who not, these kids still have to stay. They back in hometown to study until they pass the university, and then they have to move to the, sh- the city. But but when they move here, and then you know everything is is new, and so it's hard for them to to take everything in for well, at the same time. Was that the same for you? Yeah, it's the same for me as well. For like, This has been the Renovation Generation. Follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe to the Renovation Generation on iTunes, Stitcher, or Mixcloud to never miss an episode. It is produced by Eliza Lomas and Fabiola Buchale. Our production assistants are Chang Yim and Chang Ong. And script translation is done by me, Maya Do, and I also narrated this episode. Jack Smith is our photographer. 
In episode 18, we will speak to policy researcher and columnist Kak Zhang Nguyen about the need to give civil society a voice, living in a post-ideological world and growing up in Uncle Ho's hometown. Be sure to listen. <laughs>